0: Welcome, everybody. This is the first edition of 2022 Hot Tag Podcast. Uh, I am Christy Francesco. Uh, I reluctantly am recording this show this week. I mean, I promised you guys that I was going to give you a show the first week of January, and I'm here. Um, Unfortunately, I've been not as active on the Instagram page as I normally am, uh, just to let everybody know that COVID uh, has been running rampant through my house the last week. Um, I'm on day six now. Uh, I tested, my wife tested positive for COVID last Thursday. Uh, I tested positive on Friday. Uh, And then my my kids, who are three and five months, both tested positive for COVID. Uh, I believe it was Sunday or Monday. So um, it's been rather tough the last week or so. Uh, around here but uh, this podcast gives me something to look forward to and I'm I'm really excited to cover the Royal Rumble from 1998 it's officially January which means we are on the road to Wrestlemania uh, which means it's Royal Rumble month which is you know uh, uh, Dean and George are with me tonight what's going on we're on the road to double or nothing (laughs) and that's that's a dirt road with potholes (laughs) and then i i know uh i mean i'm not going to completely speak for the two guys here but royal rumble is arguably our you know first or second favorite pay-per-views of the year um so we are looking forward to that it's a very wild time right now on the current product for the wwe with brock lesnar winning the wwe world heavyweight championship he's now on raw um what's going to happen at the rumble i don't know this is actually pretty cool because it's like We again, it's it's the only pay per view left where you just you really can't predict it all the time, and this really threw a wrench into everything. If you're a fan, Um, so it's going to be a a really cool uh, Rumble to to lead up to. Hopefully,
1: to be fair, Chris Brock Lesnar goes where Brock Lesnar wants to go.
0: Yes, because he's going
1: to be on because he's going to be on SmackDown Mm -hmm. uh, on Friday night too. So he's just going he's literally just going to probably just travel between the shows when he wants to.
0: Yeah.
2: Um Not to and harp too much on the current product cuz I know you're more of a yesteryear podcast. Mm-hmm. Um but if they were smart, they would have Reigns beat Lesnar at Mania and unify the titles.
0: That's what I would do.
2: Cuz I I really think there should be just one mm-hmm. main champion in the company.
0: I agree. You know, I mean um,
2: Reigns, Reigns' run has legitimized in a way the universal title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but I just, just make it bring back the, you know, the WWE world heavyweight title, yeah. black, you know, the black belt, you know, just keep yep. one belt and just make that the big prize.
0: I agree, man. Um, and what I will say, even though, obviously we want Reigns to be the guy to become that, you know, undisputed champion right now, there is nobody better in the business right now than Brock Lesnar. I mean, he is on a absolute, another yeah. level right now. That's um true. And what's great about it is, out of nowhere, apparently he really enjoys pro wrestling right now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but he's
1: he's showing up wearing his uh wearing his, his working boots and his and his working man's overalls and his yep uh, cutting great promos. His his, his his farmhouse flannel, like <laughs> smiling with fans and taking pictures. Like, where's this Brock Lesnar been?
0: Dean, I you would look good in farmhouse flannel thanks no. with, with that with that uh with that helmet of course <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um all right so before we go, before we we turn back the clock uh 23 years um actually going on yeah 24 years now almost uh george you wanted to say something a little bit a couple things about uh, aew so i'm going to give you the floor here um yeah, so en- nice. enjoy go uh, fire away
1: all right, here's my here, Here's my two cents on this. This is my, uh or uh, what really grinds my gears, mm-hmm. if you will, is it's not even so much as my problem is with AEW as a company. I mean, they are what they are. Um, I mean, obviously everyone has been lied to since they started with this being a sports-based wrestling promotion. You know, we're going to focus on the sports aspect of it. And clearly that's not, not even a thing. Like, I mean, a couple things, yeah, but... When you really look at it, it's just like any other wrestling promotion. There's there's the theatricality to it. There's the storylines. It's nothing is sports based. The rankings don't make any sense at Mm -hmm. all. Like they just they pull from the rankings when they want to have when they want to say, "Oh, it's sports. Look at these rankings." It's like, all right, but it the way it works is like certain certain wins have a a higher rating than other wins do. Like it's some sort of uh, like college football, bullshit or whatever. I don't. It's mm-hmm. it's like beating a no nameer on dark is worth like one point, and then beating someone who you know is f- fresh from NXT is worth three. Like it doesn't make any sense. Um, but it's these it's these fans that it's not even that they're pumping the AW product, but whenever you give them any sort of criticism towards um, the lack of professionalism between 90% of that roster you were where you could say something like, ah, you know, I don't like the young bucks. They're too, you know, they're they're spot monkeys and the comeback you always get is like, Oh, well, why don't you just watch the new day news? Usos over in WB. It's like, nobody was talking about them.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Like you want to defend your boys, defend your boys, but don't do it by, by trying to compare them to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to, if you want to defend the young bucks and tell me that, you know, that they're the greatest tag team ever, uh, I'm not going to believe a word you say, just for my own opinion, because I, I do not believe that even a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't try to force your opinion by pointing out some other tag team in another company because it's, it, it's pointless and nobody wins that argument.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. And um,
1: uh, Tony Khan mm-hmm. is another issue. Mm hmm. I understand like I know there's been this issue with Big Swole recently where she was saying that along with lack of structure, which anybody who's watched even a half hour of dynamite knows there is no structure to that show. Hey, how dare you? Uh, oh, here we go. What do you got, Dean? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, she she talked about how
2: there's I, I want to shoot one when, uh, when you're done.
1: I uh, said um mm-hmm. she was talking about like the lack of diversity or like lack of opportunities, mm-hmm. which I understand that's a problem. I know it's been a it's been a problem in wrestling for a long time. It has. Like let's not I mean let's not say here and sugarcoat it. Yeah, like WWE has had black champions now, but for the better part of the last twenty five years, it's been The Rock and mm-hmm. like Booker T and Mark Henry in, in there too.
0: Like, yeah,
2: let's be reign. fair when it comes to The Rock. I bet you a lot of people forget he's actually half black. Oh
0: yeah, most yeah. people have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they assume mm-hmm. he's like
1: all Samoan. Yeah, mm-hmm. I forget it, and I've been following yeah. the rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it's been a massive problem at wrestling for a long time, is diversity. So rather than just kind of take it as is and be an owner, he fired back on Twitter saying, It's like, oh, well, you know, this person, this person, this person all won on TV recently. It's like, okay, but and then he said, Uh, I, I chose not to resign her contract because she's not that good. It's like, well. Tony Khan, you're you're not a talent scout by mm-hmm. any fucking means.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you follow the AW Botch's page, you know there is no there is no talent scout for that company.
0: No, we don't a job,
1: need and he broke a man's arm. Rhodes. We don't need a performance center.
2: <laughs> no. This is our performance center.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean he he should have just he should have just kept his mouth shut and just let her say what she had to say.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But he had to fire back on Twitter. And people are defending him too. They're like, oh well, yeah. It's like, well, I'm I'm sitting to thinking myself, I'm like, imagine if Vince said something like that. Yeah. Imagine if they went after Vince and said his lack of diversity and and Vince McMahon's like, oh well, I'm go because they suck, pal.
2: Oh my god, you're such a shill. <laughs> oh, here you he go.
1: Um, I forgot Dean's a huge AEW fan.
2: Uh I'm something. I'm um, he's kind of, something.
1: Yeah, he's something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, all right, it's
1: just a, the, the company is just it, it's it's nonsense, mm-hmm. but they act like it's the, the, the hottest thing ever. It's like, and Chris, you yourself have said whenever I mention anything to you, you're like, oh, they should be at a bingo hall or in Japan.
0: <laughs> I agree. They, they, I God, mean, you,
2: j- your hatred, your hatred towards Japanese wrestling is uh, racist.
0: Oh, no, no, I don't mean like. Uh-huh. It Japanese like it's garbage, but you can tell that their styles that that a lot of their performers base their styles off of is the Japan style wrestling, the death matches, the blood, yeah. the the half hour matches, the the spot after spot after spot. That's 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 the Japanese style. Um, um, because that's because that's what Dave Meltzer likes. It, yeah, I mean that's the thing. I, I don't mean I don't mean to disparage Jap- Japanese wrestling is massive, um, yeah. and but I'm just you know. That's why I, I understand when well, a I mean, every times, match
2: in the Tokyo Dome gets six stars. So obviously it
0: does. It doesn't matter what it was. It's yeah, yeah. definitely six stars. Um, so, uh, but I, I agree with you, um, uh, George, and there's, it's an issue. Uh, I, I don't want to use the excuse. They're still a young company, but the problem is they're young and they're not learning from past mistakes that other promotions have, have yeah. experienced. They, and then every make- time
2: they go on a good run, like they'll go on a good run where the shows will actually be pretty good the wrestling be mm-hmm. good and they immediately fall back into that outlaw mud show bullshit wrestling that cornetta yeah. always says i mean i love that phrase because it's true it's, it's, it's accurate
0: yeah
2: what was that a few, a few months ago even when i was watching i was like hey this is pretty good and then all yeah. of a sudden it just reverted back to being garbage again i just mm-hmm. do not understand it
0: yeah and then and then i have to i mean to me their main problem is minor but it's so huge to me is tony khan won't stop talking like when anything bad happens in the wwe over the last 50 years vince doesn't say a word he just goes along with his business it's his business his money he's gonna do what he wants to do and that's it don't say a word but every time something goes on there's a new quote from tony khan about something like just you got stop talking you're the owner stop
1: talking Hey george shut up (laughs) <laughs> it's, it, it's not even, um, it's not even like Vince would say a thing. Nobody in corporate has ever said anything along those lines. not to defend mm-hmm. themselves. They're running a company.
0: I know. Like <laughs> WWE again today, this it's, uh, it's Thursday again, just went on a mass release, um, fiend again for the NXT brand. But over the last year, they've released over 90 talents. You haven't heard one word. Nothing was released from the company because guess what? Uh, uh, internet wrestling fans, every company in the world cuts employees. Right. So it's just it's just the way it is. It's just it's I, so- I
2: honestly am all for. I mean, I don't want to say I'm all for people losing their jobs. But how many years have we been saying that the rosters are too bloated?
0: Oh, they're huge. Yeah. That, I mean, that roster is huge.
2: Yeah. And, and I hate to say it, but people I don't want to say they need to lose their jobs. But I mean, one of the biggest issues with WWE is this, this awful brand extension. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, just, it's just not as good as the original one It's no. just not, I'm sorry it's, 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 It doesn't pique my interest
0: I agree but, but the, the, you know,
2: Before we start, because we're, we're kind of waffling here um, I saw a stat the other day That I, I, if I remember correctly And I saw some of the officials remind me Did you know that since Baron Corbin got called to the main roster Nobody's kicked out of the end of days?
0: Oh, that's really cool Oh, wow Yeah, I think that's a pretty cool stat It's It's also a really good finisher, too. He's been
2: on the main roster for like seven and a half years.
0: He officially has the most devastating finisher. Yeah. He's got (laughs) the most
1: protective finisher in the business. Let me run this question by you guys real quick. Um, So now the Jaguars are. (laughs) What did you say? Okada. (laughs) Thanks. The Jaguars, once again, are uh, on the cusp of another wonderful season where they don't have more than a handful of wins. Yeah. Now, the a last handful? time,
2: do you mean two? Yeah, <laughs> a, one, baby's, a baby, baby
1: size handful? Uh, now, the last time they had a winning season was 2017 or 2018. It's a me, you're now, considering how Tony <laughs> Khan is the head of football operations for the Jaguars,
2: mm.
1: uh, I'm seeing a trend of the diminishing value of the Jaguars ever since A.W. has been a thing.
0: Sh- I sure it's not an Urban Meyer or a, uh, just a shit show of an organization. No, because
1: before, <laughs> because last year they didn't have Urban Meyer and they only had like three wins. No, oh, well. I mean,
2: do to remember? To be fair, the Jaguars took the Patriots to the brink in the AFC Championship game like four years ago. Yeah, I know, yeah. and probably should have won that game had they yeah. actually had a good quarterback.
1: Yeah. yeah, but it just it just seems to me that ever since the the wheels yeah. been in motion on AW, the Jaguars have just. Suffered immensely. It was the year yeah.
2: the Eagles ruined my life and won the Super Bowl because I was cheering for any team. Any team could have made the Super Bowl for the AFC. And I would have cheered for them. It, it, it didn't have to be Tom Brady and the Tom Brady's. It could have been any team in the Super Bowl that year. They were being rooted for by me. I was going to go out and buy. Super Bowl winning shirts just to rub it in the Eagles fans' face. <laughs> not for ruining my life. Thank you very much. I have um, to live with that. Don't
0: worry, you'll never see it again. Um, <laughs> um, all right. Can we get started here on that on the rumble? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not done yet. <laughs> all right, go ahead. <laughs> He's done. Anyway,
2: <laughs> George. Thanks for nothing.
0: <laughs> um, all right, so the reason we are here, uh January 18th. 1998 will be the 22nd anniversary of the 1998 Royal rumble. Um, guys, what were you doing in January of 1998?
1: Probably watching this pay-per-view.
0: Yeah. I mean, yes. I mean,
1: probably, probably going to school. That's what we did back in those days. That's that's correct. We didn't have COVID, so we actually had to go.
0: Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, so it's it's insane that we're 22 years uh, removed already from 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 this pay-per-view. You mean 24? Um, 20, 20, I'm sorry, yeah. 24 years ago. Jeez, um, 24, it's ridiculous. Um, all right, so this pay-per-view uh, took place from the San Jose Arena in San Jose, California, uh, the home of the great Dave Meltzer. Um mm-hmm. So Stop I'm so- talking. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so uh, this was a sellout of 18540 uh, with a live gate of just over $415,000, which was the fifth highest gate of 1998. And they made another $160,000 at the merch table. Let's remember that this was still completely Austin 316. Like this was the mm-hmm. beginning of the Austin era. So um, $160,000 at the merch table, you can... Bet your ass, half of that's awesome three sixteen. So. I'd say more than half. I, yeah, I agree, about seventy
1: five percent.
0: Yeah, and um, for twenty
1: five percent were DX shirts.
0: Yes, in terms of buys, this was a three hundred thousand buys, which was way up. From 1997 190,000 buys, so uh, a pretty good uh, impulse of, of buys there. Uh, good little uptick for the WWF at the time. Um, this was the 11th Royal Rumble and the first one where Steve Austin officially became the man in the WWF. Uh, it was 1998, uh, and business was really starting to turn around for for the World Wrestling Federation. They had a lot of momentum. Uh, thanks to the rise of Steve Austin as a future main event star. Um, this show was two months after the, the memorable Survivor Series 1997 pay-per-view, which um, uh, uh, George and I talked about the, uh, the, the screw job at, at length uh, a few weeks back on the Shawn Michaels uh, episode. So go check that out in the archives. Um, that, led to, that led to Bret Hart leaving the company and HBK was the uh, incumbent uh, WWF champion. Um, if you ask me, uh, what rumble match had the most predictable outcome of all time, I would say without hesitation, this one, um, Austin was clearly becoming the face of the company. And as a result, uh, you know, WWE would soon pass WCW as a number one promotion. Again, uh, everybody knew what was coming in terms of a stone cold victory. Um, but it's not like at that time fans complained at all because, Austin was the guy in pro wrestling in 1998. So it it was the right thing to do was what was coming. Um, So guys, uh, if you can remember 24 years ago, watching wrestling, could you see that stone cold, Steve Austin in January of 98, like this is where everything is going.
1: I mean, yeah, it was all, it was all leading up to an Austin victory. I mean, Vince put that bounty on Austin's head to keep him from winning the rumble. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, usually I mean, usually whenever the odds are stacked against you in such a way, you know that person is probably gonna is probably gonna win.
0: Right. Um, the opening video package featured the, the the normal voiceover guy talking about WWF superstars wanting to become the champion. It was very well done. Um, by the time 1998 rolled around, you know they had Dave Sahadi at that point doing all the the video packages, and this was when WWE really started having just badass uh, video packages leading into pay-per-views. Um, Mm -hmm. Jim Ross welcomed us to the the Royal rumble. Jerry Lawler was on commentary as always. Um, what's really noticeable during this opening is that there are way more signs in the crowd than compared to previous years. Uh, there was,
1: I I miss signs in the crowd.
0: I I know. Um, there was also a Spanish and French announced team at ringside, which was very rare at that point of at, at that time. Um, and then they showed this is where, like, a lot of WCW people discuss like, this is this moment right here is where they thought things are starting to turn towards WWF. They showed Mike Tyson in a private box, um, right, uh, right up top uh, of the arena. He was shown on screens, a lot of booze. But at this time, man, the hottest name in sports was Mike Tyson. Yeah, this-
1: this was peak Mike Tyson. Like yeah. he was the name. Like once you got him, and they and they knew it too. The yeah. SWW knew. They're like, you no, know, they, they got Tyson. They're like, Sh- shit. Like if they make Tyson work, mm-hmm. like it's done for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I
2: gotta I got say two things. Go ahead. Um, not particularly about um, this um, Rumble, but mm-hmm. I have a question. Why is this year's Rumble on Saturday? Is that the thing now? Is WWE no. done on like Sunday pay-per-views? It's, no, it's
1: it's because Sunday is the is the uh, is the NFL conference games. That's right, the conference okay. championships. So okay. they
0: were pretty smart yeah. in moving that up a day. Okay, okay, yeah, um, yeah. It's a
2: shame. Yeah. It's a shame. I'm going to be out of town. Yeah, because to I think that be,
1: that yeah. because the, because mm-hmm. the Pro Bowl is the uh, th- that's usually when they would do the Rumble. But the Pro Bowl is in the beginning of February.
2: Right. Okay. So I think so they to just keep moved the Rumble. So I
1: think to keep the Rumble in January, all hmm. they did was just pump it up to the Saturday.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and the other thing is, Chris, you were saying this is probably the most uh predictable Rumble. I would have to argue that I think uh the 2015 Rumble where Reigns won it was probably that's a good more point. Predictable, yeah. you're right. Everybody saw him winning that Rumble going right. into that because yeah. they botched it the year before by having Batista yeah. win it. So, well, I, I had no problem with Batista winning. Same. But, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, I mean, remember, I'll also, that's where they were booing Reigns, and The Rock was out there, and he helped him, and he was like, uh-oh, what did I get myself into? Yes. <laughs> I mean, there was also- I been
1: booed in a decade. <laughs> I mean, you can also make a case for the 2000 Rumble, too, where, I mean, where The Rock was essentially the biggest name in that damn match.
0: Mm. I mean, the only other one that I pretty much found predictable was O2 when Triple H won. Um, with his comeback Rumble, yeah. which we'll, we'll be covering that this month as well. A phenomenal rum, uh, Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so let's get into the matches. Uh, the very first match is the artist, formerly known as Goldust, with Luna Vachan, uh versus Vader. Uh, <laughs> the, the winner is Vader by pinfall. Um, look, you know, I give this match... Uh, i guess a dud zero rating i mean (laughs) i mean
2: how rude rude could
0: you be yeah
1: i mean look the
0: disrespect of vader is 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 evident (laughs) look Mm -hmm. they got through it but it just was not good um i will give them credit for coming up with a pretty creative finish that popped the crowd so at least they ended it on a high note uh, Vader winning, I guess, obviously was the right move since he was attacked <laughs> repeatedly by Goldust. But so it was basically Vader getting his heat back, if there was any, for for Vader in nineteen ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Um, this was Goldust's like worst years in the company, and there were like just no legit highlights for for him. Um, like this Excuse was. Excuse me, he dressed up like his father, and 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 called himself Dusty Dust. Uh. So bad. It was nice to see you know, at that point, it was good to see that the crowd was behind Vader. Uh, because Vader had pr- a pretty raw deal when he was with WWF at the time. But um uh, also
2: a pretty raw deal that they they knew he was gonna die and still didn't induct
1: him in the hall of fame.
0: Yeah, that, that's pretty <laughs> wasn't this also wasn't this also
1: the the era of Goldust where he just up as a New Year's baby, Austin yeah. gave him a stunner and threw him in the Portifide this is trapper 316.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that would be I miss stuttering
2: gold That was the best. Oh, that was oh, a yeah. good one.
1: Tourette's Gold Dust was a hero at all. Yeah. Um hey
2: uh you know I think Philadelphia uh, has hosted the most rumbles.
0: So how many I mean I was in 0-4 then they had the 15. Who how many uh, have they had?
2: Two, 2004 15 and
0: 18. Wow. Uh, Three. That's pretty good. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. Because
2: because there's only been, if I'm seeing here correctly, there's only been two at the garden.
0: And that was was about to say 2000. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Was was there? Okay.
1: Philly should host the rumble every year.
0: Yeah. That should be a Philly thing every year. Yeah. Um,
2: They're the only two that's ever been in New York
0: that's Institute. incredible because i
2: was seeing if there was one at the Nassau coliseum but there
0: wasn't um wow i always thought boston had it i thought boston had a few too they um had one i know boston two. had oh two
2: uh O3. wow um oh three and 11
0: okay so two all right yeah philly philly uh,
2: has three philly has the most
0: awesome um all right, let's see here. So after the match, they showed Stone Cold Steve Austin in a Stone Cold pickup truck with Michael Cole there trying to interview him. Austin told Cole to park the car and not scratch it, followed by Austin walking into the arena. Uh, the Godwins showed up and asking <laughs> where Austin went. <laughs> 1998. Um,
1: was, this a, was this evil Godwins where they looked really disgusting and yes. uh, they, they all had the, uh, the Confederate flag just
0: everywhere on them? Absolutely. uh diversity baby uh the story the story was that austin was a big favorite to win the rumble match so every wrestler was looking for him to try to take him out of the rumble match uh they they pan over now they show mike tyson in his private box along with vince and shay mcmahon sitting with him a fan behind the announcers had a hey tyson bite me sign because it was obviously right after tyson famously bit the shit out of evander holyfield in a boxing match um which led to Tyson getting suspended. Um, it was Ooh, right wow. around this. It was it was right around this time where w, uh, Vince had to, in order to allow the gaming commission to let Tyson even be involved with wrestling, that was when right around the time that that. Um, Uh, Vince had to basically publicly pronounce that this is sports entertainment. This is not uh, a legitimate sporting event. So Tyson's Mm. allowed to be part of an entertainment um, type show. So that was pretty um, important to to know. Um, It's worth noting. Yeah, a little bit of a loophole there. Um, There were highlights shown of Ken Shamrock beating three members of the Nation of Domination three weeks in a row. On the Raw prior to the Rumble, Mark Henry turned heel on Shamrock and Henry joined the Nation of Domination. Following really that, notice. I know. Following that, uh Mizark Henry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Rock was interviewed by Michael Cole. Well, Rock gave a shout out to President Clinton and his problems with Paula Jones while saying, When you lay down with a dog, you're going to get fleas, and told him to cover it, Willie. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> don't be silly, cover it, Willie. That's hilarious. <laughs> um Let's see here. The Wasn't Rock he
1: interviewed by like Jennifer Flowers at one of the, uh, yes. one of the pay-per-views?
0: Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, let's see here. Nation. The, the, the Rock entered to the Nation Domination theme song. The Rock was wearing the intercontinental title <laughs> around his waist. Rock was not joined by any of the fellow uh, Nation members. Rock said that you may chant Rocky sucks, but the fact is he is the intercontinental champion and he's the best M.I.C. champion there ever was. Um, that led to Ken Shamrock who got a really nice pop. Uh, at this point, Shamrock was really winning over the crowd and was becoming one of the top faces, uh, in the company. If you guys, you know, not you guys, but for those who remember, uh, Shamrock is a month removed from main eventing the in your house for the WWF title against Shawn Michaels, uh, in the, in that prior December. Um, so they're, they're building Shamrock here to be a pretty big baby face. Um, so that gets us into the second match here. Intercontinental championship rock, uh, beat Shamrock by disqualification. Um, I thought it was, <coughs> excuse me. I thought it was decent And a very, uh, it was a good match with a very cheap finish that was done to keep the feud going for another match. Um, you know, at WrestleMania 14, I give them credit for coming up with it with, with this finish because it wasn't the kind of thing you see often. So if you're going to screw the babyface shamrock out of a title, you might as well do something unique. Um, so it was a good way to keep the title on the rock, add more heat to the robbery and build the crowd support. Um, and I, I remember thinking, watching it, that, you know, man, they, they really set it up for the feud to continue with that finish today that finish happens. Oh, it's okay. We'll just start them off with somebody new next week. But in 1998, there was actually story building and there was more than one match after a pay-per-view with somebody. So um, the post-match really put over Shamrock as, as, an angry baby face, the rock left with his buddies. Shamrock, grabbed Mike Chioda and <sighs> gave him a belly to belly suplex. So a huge pop uh, Shamrock slapped on the ankle lock to the referee uh, and the fans were chanting for Shamrock who left ring pissed off. Um, Mike Tyson is shown watching the show from the press box again with Shane McMahon joining him up there. Uh, So, I mean, we're two matches in guys and we've seen Mike Tyson like four times already. So clearly in my mind, watching this back over WWE must have, I'll go right to you now, George, WWE at that time had to have known that yeah, we're, we're not. This isn't a one-off thing with Tyson. Oh. Go ahead, George.
1: We are three matches in because you skipped over the six-man little person. Team I team don't.
0: Match I'm not counting <laughs> that. That
1: had, that had some. Uh, that had some sunny days as a to match, if you remember
0: correctly. I I do, but I'm not. <laughs> I just wasn't going to discuss that. Why was the this a match. thing? Like I don't Vince know. Vince
1: loves little people. Like he really experience.
0: does. He loves people little think- people and poop so he probably thinks <laughs> they
1: grant wishes if you rub their head or something
0: oh dear lord <laughs> um let's see the per bur- uh the border was god i can request last was shown uh backstage looking for steve austin they went into a room and attacked the bald guy it was one of the disciples of apocalypse so that led to a brawl between two crappy stables so that's good how dare you <laughs> sorry my bad um a Disciples video of
1: apocalypse was great when they had crush,
0: yeah. Uh, a video by great, they did. I mean terrible, yes. Uh, a video package aired to set up the new age outlaws defending the tag team titles against the Legion of Doom. Uh, it put over the LOD as legends while the new age outlaws are current stars that are cocky, brash, that have mocked LOD and even shaved Hawk's head. Um, so no if we
2: legendary person ever got disrespected in WWE more than the fucking Legion of
0: Doom. I mean, Hawk was pretty disrespected during that later. That last little run there. Um, yeah, I mean,
2: you're I know. Chris, you I, know, you, I, know you, I know you don't agree with me. I, I'm a firm believer that LOD is the greatest tag team of all time.
0: I think they're um, definitely top three. But um, Chris
2: thinks the Beverly they were just every time they, time they went to the company, <laughs> it was just like, well, we're going to put over La resistance, or I don't know, some. You know what I mean? Just you know what I mean. I I, granted the New Age Outlaws were huge at the time. Like I'm not saying it, but just every time LOD showed up in the WWF, it was just like God, give them a puppet. Mm -hmm. And they
1: they, they got the uh, Mm -hmm. and they got the shaft on this feud too. Like they never came out on top in this feud with the Outlaws. No, because there was also I think uh, in that same that same week on Raw where they shaved uh, where where they shaved them. Um, wasn't it the Outlaws and Triple H and DX power bombed Animal through the announce table off the ring apron?
0: Yep. Yep.
1: I mean that was a. I mean that was a, a hell of a spot to, to see. Mm-hmm. But I mean they, the the LOD never came out on top.
0: No, very rarely did LOD come out on, on top in that era. Um,
2: Shortly after it, this is when they showed up at uh, LOD two thousand.
0: Oh yeah, with uh with Sonny. Um
2: Because yeah. they had buzz cuts. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, all right, we're gonna uh, take a, our our break, and then we're gonna come right back, I and then bet we,
2: we are,
0: and we should finish out the Royal Rumble nineteen ninety eight. So uh, this is the Hot Tag Podcast. I'm Christy e. Francesco, uh, Dean, and Georgia with me as well, and we will be COVID right back. Chris. Yeah, COVID Dean and Chris, and uh, we will be right back in just a, a few seconds. Stay with us. Welcome back, Hot Tag Got Podcast. <laughs> we are talking. Uh, Royal Rumble 1998, and let's keep the ball rolling, shall we? Uh, next match here is for the WWF Tag Team Championships. The New Age Outlaws, Billy Gunn and Road Dogg, the recently released Road Dogg, uh, versus Legion of Doom's Hawk and Animal. The winners were Legion of Doom by Disqualification. Uh, the Outlaws retain. Um, I gave this, because of my just respect for both teams, I gave it a star. Um, I, thought, <laughs> I thought it was boring for the most part. There was a weird... There was a weird format to the match with LOD on offense for too much of the first half of the match. Then the heels worked over Animal for the first few minutes that led to the finish. It just wasn't that interesting at any point. I don't think these teams had good chemistry at all. Because I I remember I remember other matches they've had on Raw that just weren't that good. I don't know if maybe Billy Gunn and Road Dog just didn't want to sell for Hawk and Animal, or maybe this was Hawk and Animal just. You know, a couple of years past their prime. I I I don't know why. A combination of both. It has to be a combination of both. You know,
2: I mean, they, they you know, the Road Warriors had already been in the business twenty, twenty five years at this point. Um, yeah. let's be fair. I mean, no disrespect to Road Dogg, he wasn't very good in the ring. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you basically had two guys in their forties in in the Road Warriors. Yeah. Hawk had a lot of substance issues. Yeah. Um against, you know, basically a one man team in Billy Gunn yeah. and he has like the worst case of asthma you could ever have in your life.
0: I know. So yeah.
2: he can't, you know, do long matches. So I mean it's just it's just at this point it's it's not it's it's not gonna be anything worthwhile. I mean no no disrespect to the road wars. I love those guys. They're my favorite tag team, I think they're great It wasn't like they were like the heart foundation or you know um a really technically sound tag team yeah in steiners. the business yeah steiners mm-hmm. they they their whole gimmick was uh we're not going to sell and we're actually going to kick your ass in the road yeah
0: just powers um, yeah, yeah
2: so that's you know
0: same thing as demolition they were this i mean demolition did the yeah. same thing they just didn't demolition, move. they wouldn't sell
2: demolition was WB's road wars um yeah i like demolition though
0: Road you know, Wars are um,
2: better, but I, I, do, I do.
0: Demolition and Road Wars had just awesome theme songs. As
1: I'm, th- as I'm thinking about, um, you know, like the stiff tag teams who weren't going to sell and they were just going to hit hard, can you imagine Prime LOD against Prime APA?
0: <laughs> Unbelievable. Not a single um,
1: person leaves that match without a broken anything.
0: I, I like, I always like looking how time, is such a a wild thing in pro wrestling. So Dean just mentioned that, you know, LOD were probably in their forties at this match. Hawk was only 41 Uh and animal was 38. So just to remind everybody right now, AJ styles is 44. Finn Balor, Finn Balor is 41. So like it's, it's Shinsuke Nakamura is 40. So it's like, you know, Bobby Lashley is 46 it is insane. Is really? Yeah. yeah. Bobby Lashley's 46. It is mm. unbelievable how, in 24 years, the concept of age in pro wrestling has completely flipped. And, like, you know, back in the 90s, if you were 40, you were basically getting run out of the business. And yeah, in in, in like 1997, long. or 1996, when Brett faced Sean, Brett was 38. In today's wrestling, when you're 38, you're just getting to the main event scene. Yeah. Like, it's insanity. Um, yeah, that's what
2: that's what made guys like DDP and Batista so awesome because they were much older than a lot of the other guys. Like, you know, uh, you know, a lot of the other people, or look at a guy like Randy Orton, who was like 20 yep. when he broke into the business. Yep. Uh-huh. Batista was already in it, like 30. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, Batista won his first heavyweight title, I think, at like 36. Yeah. 36. Wasn't, wasn't DDP like 39 or DDP. something like that? Was,
1: I think DDP was like a 34 year old rookie. Yes.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah. he was, he was, you know, a of, But at the, at the point we were, we were talking about these guys, we're only like, what, four years away from Hawk dying? Yes. You know? 2003. And, yep. And four. Okay. So, five years. Yeah. And I mean, Animal didn't have much of a career after Hawk passed away. I mean, that, no, that was the whole no. thing. They were a tag team. They weren't going to be singles wrestlers, really. I know he kind of right. did a couple things, and I think he went back to Japan for a little bit. I remember him showing up on Impact at one point. Um,
1: yeah, I, I know Animal also uh, was on those last few, like the last few months of, uh, of WCW, because he was part of Ric yeah. Flair's Magnificent Seven stable. He was like <laughs> the seventh guy. Yeah. And people well, were like, just... oh, it's Animal. And I'm like, you mean the tag team guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Just to let anyway. you guys know, to piggyback what you're saying, Diamond Dallas Page won his first world title at 42 years old. So, um, oh, so yeah. check that out. Mm, um, wild. Our, it is. There's um, still hope for us, guys. There's
1: still there is, us. there
0: yeah,
2: is. is. still hope. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just as long as we don't end up on NXT because we'll be released in six months. Um, uh-huh. So, uh-huh. here we go. We are getting to... One of the main reasons we are here, the 30-man Royal Rumble match. Uh, the winner was Stone Cold Steve Austin at 55 minutes and 24 seconds. So I'm just going to start with the top two, um, and then I'll just get into what will happen with the final four. Um, so we start with Cactus Jack at number one, which was one of the three Foley's that we saw in this match. Um, he comes out with trash cans. He's a huge baby face at the time. And then there's Chainsaw Charlie at number two, who is, of (laughs) course, Terry Funk, wearing some pantyhose on his head, um, who was also a baby face coming out with a chainsaw. (laughs) Um, Cactus throws chairs in the rings. Charlie hits him in the back with some chair shots. They do some dueling chair shots. Um, uh, Funk begs for a chair shot, and Cactus delivers a blow to the head. He stumbles around. Then Cactus gives... um, Funka chair and he delivers two shots to the head. Thank God, chair shots were ba- are so banned. It's just yeah. it was it's uncomfortable I, watching that.
1: I remember when that's they uncomfortable. Th- God, George. I remember when they did that, and Lawler and Jr. were just like, "What the hell is happening right now?" <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's yeah. not even the worst chair shot I've ever seen. The worst chair oh, shot. Oh God, I know seen. what he's talking about. Uh, Chris, I have to find it and show it to you. It's when Brock it's when the when, Hardys. No. no. It's when Mikey Whipwreck ran in the ring. It was it, it was uh, Mikey Whip, Whip, Whipwreck mm-hmm. versus I think Shane Douglas, I think. No, it was
1: it was Mikey Whipwreck and Cactus Jack, I think against uh. Shane Douglas and Bam Bam, I think. It was like a tag team match.
2: Uh. No, no, it was a it was a one-on-one match. Uh. And 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 Cactus Jack came in. Uh, Douglas put him in the figure four. Whipwreck came in the ring and unleashed holy hell in one swing on Mick Foley's head. Uh. And just knocked him out cold. I'm gonna find it and send it to you, dude. It is. I remember buying the best of ECW, and I was watching a match because I'm a big Shane Douglas guy. Um, a big no bones about it. I saw that chair shot and had to pause and walk away
1: I and know. contemplate <laughs> life. I was like, holy! I was you, like, you wow. You know it's bad when Dean has to walk away and he's like, what the hell did I? <laughs> yeah, I, just
2: I was watch. like, whole. I like. And then I like watched it over and over again. I was just like, how did Mick Foley
0: live through this chair shot? It's like, just
2: it was the most it's the most violent thing I've ever seen in my life.
0: Oh boy. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, definitely send me that. Cause I want to see it. Um, yeah. The final four as we, as we move on down the front. Oh, don't forget four. Tom, Tom,
2: uh, Tom, Zink made an appearance in this match. Tom oh, Zink.
1: <laughs> you mean Tom Brandy? <laughs> Whatever.
0: The, the final oh, four. I found it. I'm gonna send it. All right, good. The final four is Steve Austin, Dude Love, uh, which was the final of the f- three faces of Foley in this match, uh, Farouk, and The Rock. Uh, so we have an even mix here of heels and faces. It was a good foursome to end it. Uh, it was awesome how Foley started it with one gimmick and is at the end with another gimmick. Um Dude, uh, love hits a sweet chin music on The Rock and then a DDT. Sweet shin music. Sweet shin music. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I think that's it's sorry, like a sorry. yes. Uh, Austin goes after him, but dude comes back with a mandible claw. Austin kicks him in the junk and Farouk clotheslines him over the top. Uh, Farouk goes after Austin, uh, with Farouk close to eliminating him. So The Rock sits down on the other corner. Uh, and The Rock waits for his spot, and he dumps Farouk out, who was the leader of the nation at that point. Uh, JR says The Rock's going coast to coast um, here, even though he started fifth, so way to go there, uh, JR. <laughs> it's okay, he's excited, I, I understand. Uh, Austin throws him over the top, but The, rank, uh, the Rock hangs on. Uh, stunner by Austin to The Rock, who sells it by popping up to his feet. In a daze, and Austin awesome throws him out uh, to win the match, a huge pop. Uh, for Austin as everyone knew it was coming but it was good to see the the seeds being planted there with the rock and Austin being the final two um, as just a year later these two would be embroiled in you know the beginning of the biggest rivalry in the history of the business um, so before we get to the main event here I have the five random thoughts I have about the rumble um, the whole bounty on Austin thing was a nice selling point but other than everybody stopping when his music hit they never really went after him. Nobody ever really went after Austin. They could have done yeah. a better job of making it Austin against the world, which probably would have made him an even bigger babyface. face. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the booking was poor because there were just too many people in the ring at one time. It felt boring too many times during the match. Um, I found myself fast forwarding through quite a bit of, uh, of the entrance. Um, the difference between The Rock and this match from a year earlier is mind boggling to me. He went from being like just another random, like Rocky Maivia dude to being like the guy other than Austin in a year, just an incredible, incredible leap year over year. Um, And it also helped because it was clear that the WWF believed in him at that point too, which is huge. Um, It's amazing how at the time of this match, I I didn't even, I remember watching it and we just talked about, I didn't even flinch at like the chair shots between Foley and Funk. Um, Though now, like I said, you know, I cringe when I see a chair shot to the head, when I watch old school, like wrestling, because some of them shots, man, are just the majority of them are unprotected. And it's just unbelievable what we loved back in the day, watching CTE give birth. (laughs) So um, even though it was 1998, uh, was very successful for the WWF, thanks, you know, to the popularity of Austin, they didn't have a deep roster yet um, that wouldn't come for a couple of years. So really you had Austin and the rock. Wasn't a main event guy yet. So you had the rock Austin. Uh, Michaels was about to be done mankind or cactus shack. Triple H wasn't a big guy yet. And yet undertaker and you had, you know, King that was, that's not, you know, you're still competing with WCW's NWO at this point. So it's, they didn't really have a huge roster. Um, so um, person that lasted the longest, The Rock lasted 51 and a half minutes. Um, Steve Austin had seven eliminations. Um, my three best performers were Austin, The Rock, and then of course, you know, Mick Foley um, being three different uh, uh, gimmicks in one match. Um, I, I thought it was an average rumble. Uh, they had a lot of new wrestlers in the match as JR, you know, kept pointing out. So the star power just wasn't there yet. Um, it also, I mean, did it hurt the match to you guys in any way with how predictable it was that Austin was winning? Does that hurt the match for you? No, not for
1: me. Um, because I just, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the rumble. So I like seeing people come out. And, um, although I will say, (laughs) um, Aside from just laughing at Tom Brandy, uh, as they call him, the, the, the big Italian. Like, honestly, <laughs> like, who gave a shit. Um, but then I remember watching this, and then Kurgan came out, and I'm like, is the Truth Commission still a fucking thing at this point? And then Kurgan just shows up.
0: <laughs> Gotta love Kurgan.
1: <laughs> and then he gets eliminated by like seven people. And, and Lawler like screams out, oh, somebody called the jackal. It's like, he's, he's probably hanging outside Sonny's uh, dressing room. Watching their people
0: dear bag. lord wow <laughs> oh geez um all right I also so like how
1: owen hart um just had no had no prayer in this rumble <clears throat> on his way out gets attacked by jeff jarrett finally gets in the ring and then gets eliminated by triple h who's not even in the match
0: that's <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh man um so a funny moment after this match uh, mike tyson was being interviewed by michael cole T- tyson said cold stone was his man and he won, so he was happy about it. <laughs> nope, nothing like Coldstone, baby. Are um, you
1: going to correct 1998 Mike Tyson and tell him he said someone's name wrong?
0: No, absolutely not. That um,
1: unhinged motherfucker? <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. Um, all right, so here we go. The main event of the 1998 Royal Rumble was a casket match for the WWF Championship Shawn Michaels with Triple H in China versus The Undertaker. The winner uh, was Shawn Michaels um obviously there was a lot of (laughs) there's a lot of brouhaha in this match so uh a video package aired about the rivalry between uh hbk and taker it was a long-term story that actually started at SummerSlam 97 uh which led to dx being formed with michael's triple h in china later but uh, obviously rick rude was there as well uh and the undertaker was determined to put an end to sean's title reign the last time they had a match was Bad Blood back in October, uh, which was the first Hell in a Cell match, which, you know, we talk about at, in length also in the archives, uh, which was an amazing match, obviously. It ended with the debut of Kane costing Undertaker the match. Um, this set up a casket match for the Royal Rumble uh, with Undertaker, you know, talking about his history in casket matches. It's just so legendary. Um, there was a memorable moment where Taker beat up Michaels while in the casket. Um, There was also a moment where Kane saved Taker from DX, so they made it look like they were on the same side. Uh, Just a a really great video package leading up to this. Um, Michaels entered first as the WWF champion uh, with the DX theme song being played. Uh, Michael, I think this was the first. Uh, was this the first pay-per-view match for the DX theme song that Michaels used? I think it was either first or second cuz he didn't have no, it. did
1: did he, didn't he use it at Degeneration X?
0: I believe he did. I'll have to go back and check it cuz I know he didn't use it at um he didn't use it at Bad Blood or Survivor Series. So, I'll have to go back and check. Uh just to, uh, I'll confirm that later on. Um <clears throat> So, like I said, uh, he, was jo- he was joined by European champion Triple H in China. Hunter was nursing a knee injury at the time. I remember he had surgery for a torn MCL, so he had the crutch with him. Uh, Undertaker was next up as a challenger, and he got a massive pop from the crowd. Uh, the reaction was very impressive. Um, I-, I liked The Undertaker a lot in 1997 going to 1998 because he was less of a zombie-type taker and more humanized, I guess you can say. Um that's kind he of how getting, I, he he
1: he was getting into that that rhythm that we know of Taker. Were his moves are less uh, are less rigid, right? And, you know
0: he's he would flying sell. around the ring. Yep. You
1: know, he's <clears throat> he's doing that flying clothes on that he does when he like leaps off the rope and he's mm-hmm. you know a six foot ten man in the air for no reason.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, so I gave this match um four stars. Um, it was a very, the reason why I didn't like it was the, I just didn't like the finish at all. Man, yeah. 1998 was known to me as just WWE just for some reason just could not friggin' figure out finishes. So they just either did, you know, um, a cheap brouhaha finish or just DQs or count outs. It was just very annoying, um. To me, you know, you had the cheap finish due to Kane's presence, but, you know, I guess that ending and, and looking back made sense because of what would happen at WrestleMania 14 with Undertaker and Kane. But um, this was the third pay-per-view match between Michaels and Taker with Shawn winning twice, and the other was a non-finish. Um, but both of those wins were assisted by Kane. So it was a classic story of the heel Michaels in control for most of it. Then Undertaker got a lot of momentum with the comeback, and it was exciting at the end. Um they did a really good job, I thought, of utilizing Hunter and China as well. It would have been nice if they used um, weapons more to make this feel like more of a brawl, but they still, I still like the story that was told. Um, this is, of course, is the match where Michaels hurt his back. Uh, there was about five minutes into the match. Uh, there was a very quick pace, very fast pace um, uh, uh, transition between Taker and Michaels. Um, Uh, michaels goes against the rope reversing a body press uh michaels uh, i'm sorry and then a back body drop from taker over the top rope and you can see if you watch go back and watch the match or you know you've seen it by now a million times Mm -hmm. the lower back of michaels hits the corner of the casket first and then michaels just rolls down the aisle um in his book Michael says he didn't feel anything at all it was bada bing bada boom finished the match. Obviously, if you guys watched the match, I mean, it didn't slow him down at all, but he said oh, no. literally the next morning, he said he was paralyzed from the waist down and had to literally had to crawl out of bed on his forearms and call 911 because he couldn't get out of his bedroom. So um, they found out that he um, completely crushed that, that move. A little, I mean, on top of probably all the other wear and tear that he had on his back, he had absolutely demolished three discs and one just went right into his spinal column. So um, in 1998, it was what it was. That's a career-ending injury in 1998. Yeah. Um, yeah. So at the time, he, I, with the help of a lot of drugs, somehow got it, got to WrestleMania to we still- didn't
2: wrestle at all. Right? No, he didn't yeah.
0: wrestle until Mania, yeah. yeah. Um, he re-injured his back five minutes into WrestleMania uh, oh. When he did the upside down inside out in the corner. And it was a disgusting looking move yeah. where his back just blew up. Um, oh
1: yeah. That's that where like he went to do it, but he just like kind of slumped down. in the. Corner, oh my like, God.
0: It, yeah. yeah. Like the rest of that <laughs> match is uncomfortable to watch. Um, yeah. Like, um, but yeah, but going back to this match, this was the end, the beginning of the end uh, uh, for Michaels. Um, post-match Kane and daddy, Paul bear locked up the casket to prevent the undertaker from getting out. Uh, they went over to the entrance. Kane brought out an axe, followed by a case of gasoline because those two go hand in hand. Um, mm-hmm. Kane well, took and off a of fire truck, maybe. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Kane hey, t- remember
2: when the Undertaker lost to Yokozuna and ascended <laughs> to heaven? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Undertaker has legit died like three times on WWF television. <laughs>
1: That just what is his record in casket
0: matches? Because I don't think it's positive.
1: I, yeah, for some reason,
2: I think he has lost most casket
1: matches and <laughs> lost
2: most Buried Alive matches.
1: Yeah. Whenever Taker needs time off a of TV, they just book him to lose a casket or Buried Alive match.
2: match. <laughs> <laughs> Give it. Taker's Jeez. like, hey, hey, uh, hey, Vince, I need a time I need time off. Vince is like,
1: oh, god damn it. Get a goddamn
2: Buried Alive match going on here.
1: We'll just some... Bur- ca- some- we have, <laughs> we'll have, we'll have a little, little basket basket shovel match shovel shit on you. B- badass Billy Gunn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Kane that's took the picture Spider Man. What's that, Taker? You need time off? Oh, that's all right. We'll just kill you on TV. Yeah, um, you'll we'll just die. die. <laughs> Tie for a homicide. <laughs> uh, Kane took the axe to the casket and cut some holes on, uh, into the top of it. Kane broke through uh, a, a hole and put the axe into the casket. Uh, Kane poured gasoline all over it. Bear had a match, lit the match, and Kane tossed it, um, onto the casket. JR starts screaming, The casket's on fire. No, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, the then Undertaker. So that is how the show ended. Um, hey, remember when Kane lit a jr on fire during an interview <laughs>
2: yeah it, like, oh, 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 oh. oh. it was a recording of, of him yelling
0: yeah it's oh my gosh it was so funny um obviously that's the, the 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 big part of this end of the pay-per-view they were just building basically to undertaker Kane at mania um the Undertaker was perfectly fine into this because I think he was on Monday Night Raw the next night. So um I don't know if and, it was the
1: next night or, or the if following like, week. Or yeah. it was the following. Because he had that because he had that badass promo where like yes. he rose up where he like rose up out of the uh casket. Mm-hmm. And then Kane tried to set him on fire again. He walked through the flames. He was wearing the uh he was wearing the headset mic Yes, to, to show he was serious.
0: Oh, God, um, That match
1: had such a massively great build to it. It really oh, did, God.
0: yeah. Um, it was you know the the Undertaker was perfectly fine. You know, obviously we said to this, and the match was one of the best built matches of Mania that year. Um, and and obviously this went on to be a rivalry for the next twenty years—a rivalry, a tag team, like literally one of the most consistent pieces of business the company's ever done. Um. It was like one of those Hollywood stunt type tricks that WWE like to do once in a while. It certainly looked interesting, and you know, was the kind of thing that makes you wonder, you know, how the hell do they pull that off with her inside. But um, it was very creative, I thought. So I um, thought it
1: looked wild. I, I really loved it. I still love it to this day. Watching,
0: yeah. That. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the end of the Royal Rumble 1998. Uh, out of a ten, guys, what would you give the show?
1: Um. I go about a six. Okay. I mean, it's it is a largely forgettable rumble, except for the rumble match itself with Austin getting kind of a decisive win. Yeah. And the uh, and the title match between Taker and Shawn, I thought it was a really great match.
0: Yeah. I I thought this was definitely um, even though they had Shamrock and The Rock, I still think it was a two match pay per view uh, with the rumble with Austin, and then they clearly uh, built up um Kane Undertaker with the with the main event. Um and of course it's a memorable pay-per-view because now everybody knows this has the pay-per-view where Michael's got hurt. So mm-hmm. um other than that uh I really ended his career. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, um I mean, at the time it did. Yeah. And for 5 years, unbelievable. Um <clears throat> so it's, it's also crazy to me and we mentioned it earlier to see the the slow build or I don't want to say slow build but how rapid the rise to the number two guy in the entire industry with the rock was, and it started right around here. And it's just amazing that, like I said, a year or so later, he's made a vending WrestleMania as the champion against Stone Cold Steve Austin. So it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, how, how, how it works for the rock at that time. And, um, you know, Lord knows he became the biggest star in the history of the industry. Um, so um i give this show a seven um and that's based on two matches um but uh you know it led to a great wrestlemania the most probably the one of the biggest wrestlemanias of all time in terms of turning the page officially to the attitude Era, and yeah. so that's where this started uh dean your 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 rating
2: uh, i give it like a six
0: okay six seven so that's where we're yes. at um All right. So I believe the next rumble we are doing, which I'll be doing next week, is we're going way back. We're going 29 years ago. We're going to 1993 Royal Rumble. And you guys want to talk, not you guys, but out there, you want to talk some hokey bullshit. We're going to get into it. In the nineteen ninety three, Randy
2: Rumble. Savage tried to pin a man in this fucking match. Yes,
0: he did. <laughs> um, so we're gonna talk nineteen ninety three Rumble. Yeah, yeah killed team. a guy <laughs> with a trident. Um, and then we're gonna, <laughs> and then the following week we're gonna talk about a banger of a Rumble, and that's the Royal Rumble two thousand two. Um, that one um, is gonna be a lot of fun. Um, and then following that. I think we're going to cover the rock from 2000 and 2001. So that that's going to be a lot there. Um, so boys, uh, before we get out of here, what do you guys have coming up? We'll <laughs> <Good question. laughs> <laughs> um, get okay. a
2: podcast on, uh, on Sunday. Okay, cool. Um,
0: like. We think <laughs> uh, you guys have no idea how much it I ruins guess. my Sunday. When those shows aren't uploaded because i listen to them as soon as i walk the dog at night and i just finish all the way through before i go to bed so it's like damn it where is well this podcast?
2: i mean realistically what threw us off was was me getting COVID. covered
0: mm-hmm. because
2: um, uh, the main reason i didn't want to record was because i didn't want to contaminate the studio in my house yeah so um and i just was just we just didn't even talk about it. It was kind of like, I guess, like, uh, we just kind of knew that just take a couple of weeks off. Then,
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, it's been it, it's been a bit of a hectic time. Um, and you yeah. just
2: started your new position at work anyway, so yeah, uh,
1: I started this week. I'm doing the uh, the 50 hour weeks, so yeah, we'll,
2: we'll, we'll get something out this weekend, and then I guess next week I, we'll try to do be, big, big guarantee, and then yep. We- definitely try to get bond in too. so i mean i know yeah. for uh i, I know been, for, biggie been on Garnier, got... for
1: like three months <laughs> i know for uh i know for biggie guarantee we got the uh the mcu episode that we're gonna come back with
0: mcu and dc right yeah 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 i think I it was just
1: MCU. i think it was just well, MCU Chris, because we Chris, haven't talked about this
2: one of the rant real
0: fast and then we were gonna talk about oh. the <clears> too <throat>
1: When does he? We have four episodes well, of him ranting about hey, Warner
0: look, I just hey, want to hear it. I, 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 will, I like
2: listening to him. Rant.
0: I mean, there is news to talk about DC next week with you know their announcement of the new Justice League. So it's yeah, fuck that you know we'll we could discuss that. Uh, but yeah, uh, we not in- to. And, and C- <laughs> CW is apparently up for sale. Good, should have been up for sale.
1: Warner forever. Warner Media and uh, and CBS to sell sold off because it hasn't been profitable in like ten years.
0: It hasn't been profitable mm-hmm. since SmackDown was on it.
1: it hasn't been been probable because he because they because they keep uh they keep giving these these shows that get no ratings additional seasons
0: well what was their (laughs) last real big success the arrow smackdown
1: arrow and flash probably
0: well smackdown yes (laughs) but i thought arrow for a few seasons was really good Right, first two like, seasons were fantastic, yeah. First, and then it completely just fell off the handle. Yeah,
2: um, I think like season six was pretty good, which everyone had hmm. the real vigilante on it. Hmm. Like um, Deadpool wannabe I think it was, I think it was, I think
1: it was, I think it was five, Dean. I think it was season five, what? five. Okay, yeah, because they stopped doing the flashbacks. Hmm. Oh, oh, that's right. When they stopped um. doing the flashbacks, um, it got better and then it <clears throat> tanked again because mm-hmm. you know. Reasons.
0: <laughs> um, all right, boys. I want to thank you guys very much for joining me. Uh, Big Geek Energy will be back next week, um, and if from, you heard it from their mouths, there could be a Bond and a uh, Multiverse movie podcast coming up this weekend. Um, so, looking forward to those as well. Uh, trying to just get back in the rhythm of things after the holidays, and of course, me. Well, now, you know,
2: there won't be a Bond this weekend. Bond will oh, get recorded fu- next week. Oh, okay, a all right. Weekend, so. Okay, uh, and yeah, then definitely I think Multiverse this weekend
0: and i think yeah, because after... we have to
1: get you on because we have to get you on one on on the bond one chris because oh it's right the, right it's the daniel craig it's the full daniel craig retrospect since he's oh, done cool now.
0: can't wait for that it's gonna be awesome
2: <laughs> hope you find um, your notes from four months ago <laughs>
0: <laughs> i got I, I do have to look for them um yeah. he's got He's got to blow the dust off the notebook so then uh i think we'll do big geek energy next week and then we're off for a week because dean will be away uh um, no i leave in three weeks Oh, you're leaving three. I thought it was, I thought for some reason, it was no, the, we, um, we
2: absolutely. And we could even record the week I leave because I don't leave until Wednesday. So we could, we could realistically
0: record that Monday oh, or Tuesday. Okay. Monday. So actually we should be business as usual. Sounds yeah, good. We'll,
2: we'll miss, we'll miss one week.
0: I'm yeah. One. Okay. So. Um, all right, boys, this has been the hot tag podcast. Uh, follow us on uh, hot tag podcast on Instagram. Uh, this show will be posted most likely tomorrow, which is Friday. <gasps> uh, <laughs> I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and weekend be safe be healthy uh and i'll catch you guys down the road uh next week royal rumble 1993 can't wait to cover this shit show um yeah